Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. yoga therapist. She works with many athletes in different sports. She does some work with rowers and on today's show we're going to talk about rowing, sports yoga, flexibility and everything that enhances the athlete's performance through yoga. Hello and welcome to the show, Polish. How are you doing today? Fine, thank you. I wanted to start off with how did you discover sports yoga? Five years ago I came up with the concept of sports and yoga. I have always been a fanatic of sports and I've been practicing yoga for 25 years. Basically I used to work with athletes and I decided that there is a void there in sport, that there is something that I could do through yoga to help their performance. Five years ago I decided that I was putting both together as in sports yoga and now at this stage it's become very international name I suppose there's more countries realising that sports and yoga should be together the whole concept of sports yoga is creating balance basically in a person's life so number one you need to be able to balance between training and lifestyle you also when you are training you need to be able to balance between muscle balance emotions um, how the person is feeling right now, mindfulness, visualization, external factors. It's not all just about physical training. Now, I have divided the sports yoga program into into different levels. And basically, my first my first one would be prevention of injury. So maybe just talking about the physical side of it for a moment. So you talk about physical, emotion, and let's just say spiritual for a moment. Right. How does it affect those 
individual segments or pieces with yoga? Well, I think I might start with my first concept would be prevention of injury. So I'm going to talk just for a few moments about the physical aspect of sports yoga. Number one, I feel that a lot of people, and rowers included, they train, it's all very one-dimensional, that they're training in one way, they're moving their bodies, even though they do have, they would have a variety of different physical activities involved in their sport, but to actually get the benefit out of it, you do need to be able to move with awareness. And this is where the yoga comes into it, is that yoga is about moving with awareness. Starting your program by becoming totally centered and then moving from there into whatever stretching program that you're moving into, as long as you are including the breathing, well, that's what makes a difference in a yoga class compared to, say, a workout in the gym, is that you're tuning into your body. And once you tune into your body, the important thing is that you are aware of if you've got any maybe aches or pains that you may not have had before. This is where you work into and you realize, okay, I can actually work around this or you're more aware of how the body is working. So you'll only go so far and you will not push your body over the limit. The program would include a full range of movement for the body. So it's not just any particular strengthening or speed or agility it's an overall balance in an athlete's um, training that would be the first would be prevention of injury the second would be the awareness and how somebody can be totally aware when they're in their sport and I think in rowing this would be of very much interest to a rower because a lot of a lot of rowing, it can be very mindful. And I think when you are actually in your boat, like it's important that you can just become totally in your zone and that you're not getting distracted by, say, for example, external factors. Like you just don't know, you, can, you could become distracted and lose the race by just simply not focusing on the job in hand at that very moment. Would you agree with me there, Arne? I would, yeah. And how can we become, like, is it flexibility? Or how you talk about in the zone? Right. How can, is it through testing? How can you indicate the athlete if they're in that, that flexibility zone? Well, I suppose when I speak about the zone, I probably have moved on from the flexibility. The flexibility would come more into the creating the balance in in an athlete's regime, as in, number one, you need balance between flexibility, mobility, between strength, and between, like, strengthening different different areas of the body. The core, of course, is a very important part of the program. And also, just creating the balance between lengthening and strengthening, and that's a lot. I would do a lot of that in my classes in the sense that bringing the awareness, like you will only create length in a muscle when you're aware without forcing it. It cannot be forced. It cannot be pounding the roads or doing a 10K, 10K race or something. It's got to be 
you're on your yoga mat and your awareness, if you're working into the calf muscle, your awareness is there. Okay? Okay, and you know, the muscle group in a rower is shoulders, hips, legs, yes. and arms. Are those the main areas you focus on or is the whole body? Well, it would depend on what sport. Like sometimes you, I work with people and they're one sided sport. For example, you might have like tennis players or golfers. So they would be using one side of their body all the time. So my job is to create a balance between the right and the left side of the body so that they sit evenly and that it's not all that you might get repetitive tear, um, repetitive injury from using one side of the body all the time. For a rower, of course it is mainly the shoulders and the hips and the core, but you need to get the balance right. You need to be able, it can't all be about the power in the shoulders, which we know that's not what rowing is all about. Rowing is about being able to get the body into the perfect position and to be able to move, to be able to move, I would call it gracefully, in the boat rather than one part of the body moving at one time and then you've got to get the whole body moving together and I think this is where the mindfulness really comes in to when I work with rowers is that they can get into their zone and it's not about any particular flexibility, mobility of course this is all done in the pre-season training coming up to a race but I'm just wondering Aaron, like are we talking about a race now or are we talking about the pre-season? The whole season. The whole season, okay. Right. Okay, well safe stretching is would be big would be a big part of what I do in my sports yoga program. Mm-hmm. Some people that I work with they might be elite athletes, but they, they have never really thought about moving the body with awareness. And I'm coming back to this awareness all the time that once you tune in to your body, then you build a strong, healthy, balanced body. Okay? So, and I'm talking about balancing all the groups. So you will be listening for early signs of fatigue or you might be having a bad day. So that's where the awareness in the sports yoga comes back into improving your overall body strength and improving your muscle endurance just by easing off, coming back to it, going that extra little bit, easing off, but creating a program that we get that person's body ready for whatever sport that they're playing. That's just the physical side of it. The other side of it would be, of course, the breathing. And I'm introducing another program that I have written and it's called the Sports Yoga VO2 Max program. This program is all about how to breathe properly and how to improve your sport by using your breath. Have you, have you ever done anything in the line of breathing techniques to improve your performance, Aaron? No, and that's my, that was my next question. That's how rowing is a very aerobic and anaerobic sport. And how do you get the breathing in line with those elements? I suppose the first part would be that most competitive sports would require a high level of aerobic performance. And this would be over an extended period of time. 
a lot of people we take we would all take our breathing for granted so many coaches they don't include any form of breathing techniques at all for strengthening the lungs and for most importantly maximizing lung capacity this would be a huge part of what I do is preparing the lungs and I'm talking about like actually conditioning the respiratory the respiratory system how do you do that well this is one of my many secrets that I have everything in yoga is associated back to your breathing so Number one, you would learn how to use your lungs more effectively. You would start by conditioning the respiratory system, which is starting with your diaphragm. Most people will shallow breathe from from the upper the upper chest, whereas when you start breathing from using the diaphragm, which means that when you inhale, the diaphragm moves down. Okay, so the diaphragm would be the number one muscle for your breathing but of course then the diaphragm is connected into the lats into the upper chest the upper back so I think breathing is nearly a forgotten part of an athlete's program that they just think okay I'm breathing and I'm fine but what happens is they're only shallow breathing so you need to be able to work into all the muscles and it's not just about breathing in and out it's about being aware that you're breathing in out, sides are moving out, expansion, the upper back is moving, the entire torso is actually moving so that the lungs can expand and also bringing the awareness of an athlete down into the lower lungs. This is the important part that they're aware, oh, suddenly now I'm beginning to breathe deeper and I'm becoming aware. So when you begin to breathe deeper, You're actually switching on your parasympathetic nervous system, which is a calming part of the nervous system. And do you have a measurement or an identification of the client or athlete's lungs or test methods that you use? No, I'm still working on that, Arne. I do have, like over the years, I've worked with some Olympians, I've worked with some Irish mountaineers, and including many different, many different sports, but I have yet to actually work with somebody that I can, I suppose, prove that what I'm doing is that I'm is making a difference. Now that is something that I would like to do. But I suppose just to get back to the breathing. For example, the breath can be used for many aspects in your training. And it can be used to release tight muscles, to increase lung capacity, and also to improve your mental focus because it's not about just the breath that you take in, but it's about you being aware and there's many different breathing techniques that I would use Um, I suppose I have like over the last few years what I would have had you know I would have realized for myself is number one you can reduce your breathing rate which includes increases your oxygen this therefore would increase the blood circulation to all the vital organs It would increase your lung capacity, so you're using your lungs effectively. And also, what you're doing is you are strengthening the respiratory condition. Overall, it would optimize your speed, your vitality, and your endurance. The specific breathing techniques, like there's many different breathing techniques that I use, and they naturally increase the red blood cells in the body. So you would have a higher degree of concentration 
mental focus and a calm, clear, controlled mind at a crucial point or a crucial you know, part in your race by breathing. Arne, you asked me there earlier how I could help somebody say through the breathing, you know, how you can get somebody to, for example, like yourself, a rower, how I could get somebody to row gliding along. It's all down to do with your breathing. You could have a breathing technique that you're focused on the breath and that you could use the breath nearly like a mantra if there was more than one of you in the boat or even just one person in the boat on their own. It would be like their mindfulness moment that they're breathing, they're aware of the breath moving in and out through the nose. You mentioned mindfulness throughout the answers. Explain how that uh, word identifies with the sport in an athlete. Okay. Mindfulness, years ago, it would never have probably even been a mention in relation to sport. But people are beginning to realise now that to excel in your sport, you need to be mindful. You need to be mindful of what the body is doing and you also need to be mindful of being able to switch on nearly going into a meditative state of mind before your race or before your game it's all got to do with for example if you're going racing Aaron how would you centre yourself like what do you do at the beginning of your race it would be warm up warm down race okay but is that it no, but that's just the general gist of how you would prepare for a race. Okay, but would you ever do anything like being aware, like sit quietly, being aware of your breathing, or how do you actually get into a clear mind yourself when you're racing? I would think it'd be more about the race than the other side. So the race would be more important than doing the other things. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Yeah, no, it does make sense. But suppose an I said to you that if I said to you, okay, I want you to become more centered before your race. You know what cent- do you know what centered means? I do, yes, but can you explain to the listener about what centered is? Yes, of course I can. Centered or grounding is called means that You can use different techniques, for example, your five senses. You can use your five senses to become grounded. means that if you're either sitting in your boat or you're standing, you become aware of, number one, your surroundings. So you're just aware of everything that's around you, okay? You become aware of what you see, what you smell, what you taste, how do you feel. And then you take your awareness into the soles of your feet and you become aware that you are standing on solid ground. You are aware that the feet the feet are quite happy to be basically standing. Or you, this can be done in the boat as well. Once you align your body right, the breath will actually work through the body. Everything is all aligned on top of each other. So you've got the body standing in a very safe, stable position. And the awareness of you being aware of your five senses, this is what brings you into your body. So now you're becoming into your zone, okay? okay? So this would be number one. Number two would be, and back to the mindfulness word again, being mindful of when you're in your boat, getting into the boat, how do you feel? 
putting on, you know, strapping on shoes, getting your oars. How does it feel to have your hands on the oars? How does it feel when you push the boat out? Are you stable? Are you balanced? Do you feel? How do you feel in your own body? Is it that, oh, this is it, I'm about to race? Or if you practice some mindfulness, is it that you can actually be, this is my time, I am so focused on what I am doing that this is where I am. It's really being in your zone. Something else that is, I suppose, and also one thing I forgot to mention there is if, if you can roll with a clear, controlled mind, that's giving you an advantage over somebody who maybe can be distracted. And I mean, there are many, many distractions in sport, as you know. But mindfulness brings me on to meditation and visualization. The meditation you would work on during your training before your race. It's quite easy to meditate. I suppose it's like any sport, it's a skill. So you need to be able to learn how to quieten your mind. Once you can quieten your mind, it's like you're just dropping into a completely different level. That's where great athletes will really excel, is that they have learned how to drop in to a particular space where Nothing else is going on in their mind, only the one thing, and that is moving down that river at the best of their ability. Fantastic. <laughs> and, okay, so an athlete comes into you for the first time. Okay. How do you test their flexibility? How do you know what to work with? Right. I'm, I suppose I've been doing yoga for a long, long time. I'm a yoga therapist. When somebody comes in to work, that basically that I want to work with, I will have them standing on their mat, and there's one simple technique that I use, and it's called the Surya Namaskar, which is a sun salutation. I see the sun salutation works into every part of the body. I get them to do with me one round and see, okay, how, where are they going wrong? Are they able to step forward, step back, which... I can guarantee to you, they are not. Like, the more elite athletes that I've worked with, the more inflexible and lack of mobility that they actually have. I work out a program then. We start basically at the very, very beginning of they learn how to breathe properly. This is number one. How to breathe properly. Then you move your body with your breathing. That is number two. And over a period of time, I give them a simple little workout to do to start with. Or even sometimes if I work with athletes that are injured, it's quite good to get them to start. Give them something very like maybe half an hour of a program to work with and then work on it from there. I work it out for them, record a particular program for them so that then they have it and they can listen to it on their everyday you know, every day they need to listen to it. The reason for that is that people like yourself, you don't have time for including something else into your training because you're so busy, you've got it so much on. Wouldn't that be right, Arne? That would be, yeah. So even for me talking to you now, it's like daunting to think, oh, how am I ever going to include yoga? Where would I need it? You do need... Yoga is probably the only form of movement that will create a complete overall balance in your body. I see. And after the program, weeks later, do you come back and assess, or is that...? Yes. Normally what happens, people... I would give them two weeks, and I'll say, I need you to practice this every day for two weeks. Now, I'll always keep it to half an hour, because half an hour 
that is no time for them to they can fit that into their busy schedule and when they come back then two weeks later then I give them we increase a little bit more I might do another breathing technique for example now I worked with an Olympian race walker and there's different just different they're called mudras that you do like different energy circuits that you can use hold your hands in a certain way or a mantra Mantras are very good as well for long distance, either rowing or running. So it's a lot, there's a lot going on. Where the yoga comes into it is that the yoga is just what exactly is missing in sport today. And that's right across the board from kickers in rugby to free takers to swimmers to rowers. The people who have all that, the mental focus, the perfect mobility, the flexibility, the strength and the balance in the muscle groups, they are the people who are going to succeed. But I really do think that if you haven't got the mind-body connection, well then you're losing out in a huge part of your program because you have physically, people are powerful and they're strong, but do they have it at that crucial moment? Do they have it mentally? to actually get over the line first or not. I see, okay, and you think this is the missing link and why? Yes, I definitely think it's the missing link and before I actually called I had to decide what I was going to call my whole theory of what I do between sports yoga. I was going to call it the missing link, so I was and I thought, no, maybe that's going to be too extreme that I just didn't want to call it the missing link program so I called it sportsyoga.ie One part that I've left out is visualization of your sport and this is something that I work on as well true there's another part of yoga which is yoga nidra it's called and it means that at the end of when I work with an individual I get them to lie down flat on the floor they're all wrapped up in blankets and I take them through um, a yoga nidra script basically where you allow your body to completely switch off The body is switching off, but the mind stays alert. And some people, they like a visualization included in their yoga nidra. So when the body is switched off, if you need healing or if there's any aches and pains in the body, the body starts to heal itself right there and then when the body is switched off, okay? Okay. When it comes to visualization, I will include in a certain part in that yoga nidra script I would include a visualization of where they would like to see themselves. They've already told me different words and I would include that all in their visualization. When it comes to visualization in sport, you can have it clear in your mind where you are going before the game even begins. Or, again, it's back to the five senses where you're totally aware of your pre-race routine, who you are, what you're doing. No, there is no doubt in your mind because you have already visualized exactly how long the race is, exactly the water. You know, you're just so aware of which part of the river that you're rowing in, where you're rowing, what the opposition is. Visualization is so much part of sport. And even if you take a group like say four people, four people rowing together. 
If you can get all of them being mindful, breathing together and visualising the exact same movement, well then, how could you really go wrong, Arnie? How does that sound? Wow, it's amazing to think that those elements are missing in sport. Yeah. I think so. To this day and age, and I just think that really what I can do, what I can do for athletes is just to bring them from where they are to a whole different new level. And I suppose that's why my slogan is take your sport to another level with sportsyoga.ie. Wow. And the athletes you've worked with through the system, have they... you and them seeing huge changes in their performance and other aspects? Yes, I have. Uh, I worked with one one particular Irish mountaineer and he, he was going to climb Mount Everest. It was Paul Devaney from Irish Seven Summits, so he was climbing the Seven Summits in seven years. So we worked for about four months on a visualisation of his climbing of Mount Everest. Now, We went through every single stage that are part of the whole Mount Everest. But the strange thing was, because I had actually done the visualisation with him so many times, that when it came to that time, do you remember last year when there was an ice fall? Yes. And it was actually cancelled, which that is something you just cannot, you can't prepare for something that is like a natural disaster. Mm. But the minute that I heard it on the radio, it was like as if somebody hit me with a stick because it was like, oh, my God, it had to be the Combra Icefall. I knew the exact area where the icefall was just because we had gone through this visualisation so many times of him going across this area, which was going to be a really dangerous area, and that this was the area that there are icefalls. So... I actually found myself, my reaction to what I heard on the radio was like, oh, I know exactly where that was. So I was quite pleased that my reaction to that was, oh, you know, this is real. Visualisation is just so real. I also worked with a rugby player two years ago who thought that he's, he had finished, that his career was over. And he actually had a doubt. He really doubted because he had a very severe injury. And we worked together. And I just said to him, listen, what do you want? Do you want to go back playing your sport? Or, or have you decided that you, you're finished? So he decided, you know what? I really want I really want to go back and play my rugby. I wrote him out of visualisation, working with the words that he wanted to hear, like he wanted to be part of the team. He wanted, he had his own little routine that he would do before, like a pre on the pitch before the match. He would do all his own thing back into the dressing room. And it kind of, I suppose it gets me very involved as well in the sense that you know, he had all the nicknames of all the players, his teammates. So it was like they're one big family in the dressing room and, you know, you smell the deep heat, you hear the banter, you're aware of it all, but then you bring your awareness back into you, breathing. It's about breathing. All to do, everything is to do with breathing. Whatever it is in life that you need to either perfect or to change. Once you're aware that you have correct breathing techniques, Everything changes. So, Aaron, yeah. what do you think of that? It just shows you how, like I said, the missing link. But my next question is, as an athlete getting an injury, can you work with increasing...
increasing the muscle that's broken or how yes. yoga decision? Yes, I work with many people that have had severe injuries and starting point with somebody who is injured it's no physical movement zero what you do is you start do you remember I mentioned about the yoga nidra mm-hmm. starting point would be you lie them down you wrap them up in blankets and you talk them through a yoga nidra when the body goes into such a perfect state of relaxation everything changes you start creating space in your body and once you start creating space in your body, your body realizes, okay, there is no pressure being put on my body. And the body actually starts to heal by being aware, creating space in that particular area. And actually, I worked with another rugby player, and it was a huge championship game. It was a Heineken Cup, or it was a big big game for him anyway and he had a groin injury and he came out to me he had been totally dismissed from the team because he was unfit to play but he wanted to play so I worked with him for maybe two or three times only and all I did was there was no movement only him lying there totally secure in his blankets and I talking awareness through his body as in take your awareness into the right side of your body Be aware that you are creating space where the injury is. So your mind is thinking, okay, I'm going down to where the injury is and I'm just breathing and I'm creating space. So he went on to play in that game that he, even the the manager at the time was quite amazed. He was like this, we don't know how he got better in such a short time. Normally it would be like four weeks to recover. So it's really all about being prepared to let go your physical body, it's only, we're only in energy anyway. So it's good to be able not to think my physical body is inside of my, my shell. It's good to be able to expand the awareness. And that goes for everything that you do, including, imagine being able to expand your awareness when you're out rowing. It's like you're just part of this whole wonderful energy of rowing down the river. And being relaxed, this is where I'm coming from, is that if you can get into a state of equilibrium, it's called, where you've got the perfect balance between that little bit of stress and that no stress. You've got to get the equilibrium right there between the two. And that's where you should be before any game, like golfers or anybody. If they could include that even part of what I do, it could be the mindfulness, it could be the VO2 max, whatever they need, I do think that the sports yoga, there is a part there for everybody. And your yoga sutra, does that have the same effect when you go to sleep at night, or is it different? The yoga nidra, is it? Yes. Yes, the yoga, I mean, I don't only work with athletes, I also work with everybody, from insomnia to, there are just different ways, different breathing techniques that I can show people that if you can't sleep at night, there are ways of focusing your mind on nothing just you have to blank out like our minds are just so much chitter chatter going on and it's really all got to do with your forehead and just behind the forehead you've got what is called the prefrontal cortex so this would be the part of the brain that is active and chitter chatter and always getting doubts into your mind and always saying well yeah I know I can do this but not not sure there'll be a doubt and If you can actually work, again back to the meditation, on quietening this part of the brain, 
you're sorted because it's the part of the brain that never stops thinking and you've got all these thoughts coming into your mind in and out so you've got to let the thought come in you've got to let it go another thought will come in but eventually you'll be able to quieten and that is down to meditation you talked about the process of land words for injured athletes does sleep mm-hmm. do the same process or is it just different sleeping yes everybody everybody needs I suppose a minimum of seven hours sleep but if you had one hour of yoga nidra is equal to four hours of normal sleeping because the yoga nidra it's a profound relaxation technique and it's probably the most profound relaxation that you would ever find and it's all done so naturally it's all done like in a, in a particular routine there's a certain way that you would do it every single time and it's number one you let go of all parts of your body then you start focusing on the breathing there's extra breathing techniques and if there's a visualization then you include your visualization yeah i do think that like i personally think that in sports in general that they have gone too far in the one direction as in this crazy building of muscle and just over the top without ever thinking you know what after my career as an athlete I actually need I need my body for probably another 60 years so I need to be able to look after it and not have it overworked like I have worked with many athletes that they might only be 28 and they had to retire because of injury and it's all got to do with just not thinking just too much of physical and then not just stepping back and thinking oh I'm only 28 now I'm forced to retire and I have broken my neck I have a bulging disc I have arthritis in my left knee all because they didn't listen and tune in to their body so now Aaron how is that fantastic Aaron really I think it actually went quite well I would like to thank Paulette Egan for this interview and you can find her at sportsyoga.ie that's s-p-o-r-t-s-y-o-g-a dot i-e sportsyoga dot i-e planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.